Cause I'm trying to get out my head Plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid uh. Now sit back, relax and listen to some real talk Now sit back, relax and listen to some real talk Oh, hey, witcha, witcha, say something random and all that other good Woo-hoo. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> way to chime in, way to chime in. <laughs> hey, yo, 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 what's up, man? If you're hearing this, that means you are tuned into the Unspoken Words, a native podcast. We are Unspoken Words. And as you probably already noticed, we are missing a few voices this evening. Randy is on a road trip. I do believe he went to a boxing tournament if I can. See, I gotta get these. I gotta get these details right. So when I announce it to the audience, I'm like, at least I know what I'm talking about. But I have no idea what I'm talking about. So guess what? As far as we're concerned, right now at this point in time, and he can correct us later, he is on a boxing trip. I think. I think I want to say that's true, but I could be wrong. Uh, Josiah, on the other hand, is attending a art show for his daughter. So that sounds like a lot of fun. He may or may not be able to show up later on in the episode. Um, he is, but technically he's like a block away, right? Yep. And uh, so, yeah, that's where they're at. So that just leaves me. But tonight we have the absolute privilege of having a very special guest, a returning guest at that. He is the head man dancer, Mr. George Reed. Say what's up, bro. What up, JC? Nice to be here. I'm always happy to be here. Oh, man, thanks for holding it down with me, man. Uh, I had to do this by myself one time. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't remember where these guys went, but... Um, oh, but that time I called. See, tonight we get to hear their uh, their takes. They they recorded them earlier. And so that would been, that would have been kind of weird, like me doing mine by myself. And, you know, but, man, thank you for coming in. I know it was kind of short notice. Like it was like what Monday? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Monday. <laughs> Monday or, or Tuesday? Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, but I appreciate you coming in, man. I now I don't feel so I don't feel like a weirdo. <laughs> At least not as weird as I would normally feel. But anyway, so that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, so how you been, sir? Since the last time we've seen you, actually, actually been doing doing good. Just kind of trying to uh, keep up with my life and balancing family work and my recovery and a lot of good things been coming up and I know we we're excited like I told you earlier we're my company the Billings Urban Indian Health and Wellness Center they're move they're finally moving to the final destination which was formerly known as the Shrine Auditorium which is now known as the Eagle Seeker Community Center okay so, so you're no so you're not going to be in transition anymore then. Yeah, correct. Like temporary yeah. digs. Yeah. Kind of like a refugee, huh? <laughs> you guys were yeah. refugees here at yeah. the church. But man, the church is pretty, uh, pretty awesome because they like helped anyway. And when whatever we always ran into, if we got one problem solved, another one would come up, like especially with the Wi-Fi. And it was tough dealing with the, the internet because we're using the church's Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. And, I was joking with some of my coworkers, and I said, because I seen on Facebook this funny meme where it said, what's the Wi-Fi password to the church? And they said Psalms 84 or something like that. Psalms 84? <laughs> or something like, <laughs> like a church verse. Oh, like a, yeah, joking, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. At least it, <laughs> I was going to say something totally inappropriate. Hey, the, one, the other thing I was going to tell you is that when the cat's away, the mice will play. So if you slip the F-bomb, 
I don't care. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, they claim it's a family show, but I don't know anybody who's listening to a recovery podcast with their family. Yeah. Uh, but hey, they might. I don't know. But like I said, um, yeah, I usually on my best behavior. I try to be. Sometimes, man, when you get passionate about something, you just got to spit that shit out. Yep. So you just do you tonight. And if I get cussed out by Randy and Josiah, well, I'll take the hit. Thanks, JC. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again, like I said, man, it's glad to ha- I'm glad to have you here. Um, so I got, have you ever done, mad? you know what a Mad Lib is? Uh, I haven't done one before, but I'm familiar with what they are. Okay, so... Uh, here at Unspoken Words, we, I like to call them Reservation Mad Libs or Res Kid Mad Libs. And I'll just go through and I'll... Um, actually, can you turn on the light? I can't really see it. The mood lighting is not good for writing stuff down. But uh, all I'm going to do is ask you for some words. I'll write them down and then we'll, I'll fill in the blanks. So let's see. When, remember, okay, so Randy and Josiah, they usually start, come out of the gate slow. But they generally pick up steam as we go on. But I want you to think outside the box, okay? Think of some. Okay, I, I'm not. I won't, I won't tell you how to do it. You just whatever. Okay. Okay. The first word I need from you is an adjective, something that dis, a description word. Uh, sweaty. Sweaty. I like that. I like where your head's at. <laughs> okay. Give me an animal. A crab. <laughs> crab. Okay. Um, something you would do at a playground. Run. Run. Oh. Uh, give me a body part. Um, gluteus maximus. Gluteus maximus. Not sure how to spell that. Me neither. Gluteus Max. <laughs> okay, uh, give me um, a way to communicate from the nineties. Oh man, the nineties. Or an old time way of communicating. No, that's a good one with the nineties. Uh, old time way. Yeah. Pager. Pager. I like that. I gotta take a. I need bifocals. Don't tell anybody I told you that. Oh, too late. <laughs> Shoot, I forgot we were. We got a hot mic. Um. Oh shoot! I gotta. I can't even read my own notes. But. Bear with us, dear listeners. It will be it will all be worth it in the end. So let me let me let me bring up the video evidence. What 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 where are we at here? I can't even. Oh, something you would buy at a powwow. A corn dog. A corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Give me a game you used to play with your friends as a kid or something you would do with your friends as a kid. Oh, man, we would play. It was either between kick the can, the old school game. Yeah. 
Or we'll, checkers, good old checkers. We'll go with kick the can. I like that. All right. I would still play kick the can if I could. Yep. I mean, not that I can. I just, you know, some of my friends are a little bit uh, long in the tooth. <laughs> Their can kicking days might be over. Um, okay, number something you would buy at the dollar store. Um, I would buy. I would get some Snickers. Some Snickers at the dollar store. Yep, chocolate bar Snickers. All right. Okay, moving right along. What is the worst job you could ever do just for a couple of bucks? Wipe someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay me 40, yeah. 50 an hour for that. At least. At least. <laughs> okay. With house benefits. <laughs> With house benefits. <laughs> okay, give me a feeling word. Lethargic. Lethargic. Okay, another adjective, another description word. Wet. Wet. Or is that the same thing as yeah, sweaty? No, I mean, no. Greasy. We'll do well, greasy. All right, greasy. I like greasy. I actually kind of like wet, but hey. <laughs> this is All right, give me a type of dance. Type of dance could be... Bump and grind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me get that down, bump and grind. Well, I sure know how to spell grind, though. <laughs> All right. Something you would do while you're waiting in the IHS waiting room. Grab a grab a magazine or whatever. Start reading a... Read a magazine? Yeah, just a random whatever they got. Okay. Read a mag. Okay. Now give me something you would find in a bathroom. Lotion. <laughs> Lotion. <laughs> All right. Something a little girl would b- want to buy at Walmart. She would, thinking off of random thought. Barbie doll. Barbie doll. Barbie doll. Man, I got it. I need a desk. All right. Give me two things you would find under your car seat. Or anywhere in your car, really. But, yeah, something you might find under your car seat. I'd probably find a dried up McDonald's fry. <laughs> One more. Um, one more would probably be my my son's 
empty pop can. Empty pop can. All right, give me a type of food. Oh, man. Taco Bell. Tacos. Oh, another type of food. Sushi. Sushi. You like sushi? <laughs> you like sushi? You like sushi? Yeah, but in in going to school, of course, there's the fish sticks. I didn't like fish sticks, but I like king crab and a sushi and uh, what is it, shrimp? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me another body part. Your leg. Leg. Uh, one place you would take kids for fun. For fun? Yeah. Pizza Ranch. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Hold on, hold on. Something you would do at the dance club. Or something you would see people do at the dance club. What kind of action goes on at the club? Uh, getting jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't get jiggy with this. Something you'd buy from a street vendor. Uh, Indian taco. Indian taco. Okay, we just got a couple more. Something your significant other does to show affection. Buys me Starbucks coffee. Buys you. And something that singles do, single single men, single ladies, something that a single would do. Oh. Oh, making a make a Christian mingles dot com account. <laughs> <laughs> so make a dating Account. Yep. I guess. I don't know. Yep. Is that how you would say it? Yeah. Right. I just thought I'd throw the Christian mingle. All right. We could do that. We could do that. We'll do that. Okay, sir. Now, give me a minute to plug these in and we will, uh, and then we'll be right back. Okay, okay, okay. So that took a little bit of time, but luckily for us, through the modern uh, wonders of modern technology, you didn't have to wait. So are you ready for your story, Mr. Reed? Yes, sir. Okay. Take it from the top. 
And I'm gonna, again, I'm going to do my best not to laugh, but here we go. One bright, sweaty day, the guys from Unspoken Words wanted to go out golfing. The crabs were running in the trees, and the sun was shining brightly on their gluteus maximuses. <laughs> since it was Randy, <clears throat> since it was just Randy, Josiah, and JC, they decided they needed a fourth person to come along. I wonder if George would want to go with, asked JC. Hold up, I'll page him and ask him, said Josiah. Tell him to bring his corn dogs in case we need them, said Randy. <laughs> a few seconds later, Josiah said he's in. All right, said JC, now we can have a good round and play kick the can on teams. We better we better bring some extra Snickers in case he needs them, said Josiah. I have some extra ones, said Randy. I got them by wiping somebody's ass. I've done that before, said JC, but I was really lethargic at the time, so I did a really greasy job. <laughs> I've never done that before, said Josiah, but I have bumped and grinded for it. Bumped and grinded for an old lady once while her husband watched. Pretty soon they came up to George's house and he came rushing out. It's about time, said George. I was so impatient I started to read a magazine in the house. I almost gave up. Sorry about that, said JC. We had to stop because Josiah needed to pick up his lotion. I sure hope they have Barbies at the course, said George. They sure do, said JC. I got two of them last week. Should we just stop at the gas station and get some dried up McDonald's fries, asked Randy. We can do that, said Josiah, and pick up some empty pop cans, too. When they got to the gas station, they all went inside to stock up. Hey, you guys got any Taco Bell, JC asked the man at the counter. We sure do, said the man behind the counter. The spicy ones are on sale, two for one. Josiah asked Randy, if I get this bag of sushi, will you help me eat them because I can't finish the whole thing? Sure I will, but I can't have too many because I don't want to ruin my legs, said Randy. <laughs> when they were all done, they took all their stuff to the counter to pay. The guy at the counter said, hey, aren't you those pizza ranch guys? Yes, sir, we sir are, said Randy. I'll give you guys a discount if you can mention our store on your next podcast, said the clerk. What did you have in mind, asked Josiah. All you have to say is that unspoken words loves to get jiggy with it at holiday, replied the clerk. <laughs> Sounds easy enough, said JC, but you'll have to throw in some Indian tacos. For each of you, asked the clerk. For each of us, declared Josiah. Done, said the clerk as he slapped his hand on the table. That was too easy, said George. We should have asked him to buy some Starbucks coffee. Next time, fellas, next time, I s- said JC. Now, let's get out to that course and do some Christians mingle dating, yelled Randy. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! I like I like how you told me. It's like God, I was trying to keep it PG, but oh, you should have went for the gusto. But that's all right. That's all right. That was still a good one. So that, as they say, is the how you do the the Mad Libs. And um, yeah, what'd you think? That's pretty cool. I like that's funny. I got to try that one too. Yeah, it's different. It's different because I remember uh, when we first tried it. I I was just trying these. Um, there are these stories are already, I guess, made up on the. They're already made up, and then you're just filling them in, and so I figured, man, if we're gonna do that, we got to you know we got to make it a little more personalized. So I just started writing my own, and then I'll just erase some words out of it. Yeah, and then, I mean, you can basically say, "Oh, give me a noun," or "Give me an adjective," mm-hmm. "Give me a verb," and that's okay. I mean, but like. 
me, I'm trying to give you, trying to spur your imagination. So that's why I'm like, okay, give me something a little girl would get at Walmart. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. So, but yeah, there is that. And um, let's see, what are we doing here? Um, anyway, we've been at it for about 20 minutes. How you feeling? Pretty warmed up. Pretty warmed up. You want to jump right into that topic? Soon as I, soon as I do my thing, and okay, so what you say here is DJ hit me with that. Do that thing. DJ hit me with the bu- 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 beat. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Yo, 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 this is your favorite Indian, JCB. You know what? Did I introduce myself at the beginning? Mm-mm. I don't think I did. Oh, man, I'm slipping. See what that? See what happens when they leave me by myself? I just go off the rails. Yeah. But anyway, I am your favorite Indian. Do not accept no substitutes, regardless of what they might tell you. I'm the real deal. I'm JCB from Papua 9090, as Josiah likes to say. Um. Anyway, this being the 1st of February... February 1th, uh, we will continue with our series on revisiting steps 1 through 12, second month, second step, and from the uh, this Well Variety book, and it is as follows. Uh, step 2, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could help us regain control. Step 2 is about realizing that there is hope. No matter how miserable we are, God can help us. But we have got to do our part. We have got to do the work. Uh, our thinking controls the course of our lives. The Creator has gifted us the power of choice, and we live by what we practice thinking. Placing our thinking in line with long-term goals will help us live out our short-term goals. You are what you think. Um, and I'll read Oh, one more little line here. One of our sobriety elders says, We move towards and become like that which we think about. Isn't it time to begin... Th- to begin thinking about what we are thinking about. And so, um, yeah, I came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could help us. But the thing that kind of, I mean, I I was going to go into uh, that whole thing about what I was talking about last time and like how my recovery is just based on that spirituality because for me, when I made that decision, I was locked up. And you you don't really have a lot of things in there. And where I was at, in in the space that I was at, I really had nothing but my mind. Like I, I mean, sure you can get books and stuff, and but that's that's more of a kind of to take your mind off the of things, or you know, a distraction, if you will. But eventually, you know, you're gonna get tired. You're gonna put that book down, and man, my all I had was my thoughts. And so, um, long story short, like I broke while I was in there, like just me, my thoughts and four walls about the size of a parking space. And I just broke. And uh, I know a lot of our, excuse me, a lot of our uh, longtime listeners have heard this story. I don't know if you have, but basically cried for a long time. Like I ate and I slept and stuff. 
But in between those times, I didn't do anything but and just balling. And that's when I had this. In my memory, it seemed seemed like it was a voice, and like it was my voice. It might not have been, might have been just a feeling. But to me, that voice said, "Okay, you can stop crying now. You're gonna be okay." You know, that's that's what I felt. I think. I mean, maybe I. I mean, in my mind, it seems like that's what I heard. But <clears throat> from then on, then uh, you know, uh, one of the first prayers I said after that was, you know, can you? I'm, you know, I want. I don't want this anymore. Can you send me anything and everything that I need to to help me along the way? And things just started happening. Things just like just little. Some people, oh man, I've heard this word lately. Synchronicities, they call them. Like, um, uh, you know, you start thinking about something, and then little things start happening to kind of, kind of clue you in. Like, okay, this is coming, and this is what what it's going to be. So they call them synchronicities. And little like a, a random book that I wouldn't never normally have chosen, it would just show up. Like, where did this even come from? And why is this book in here with all these other books that have nothing to do with? So little things like that. So for me, like, my the beginning of my my journey, because of the space and, the, and where I was at at the time, is really based on that spirituality. It's really based on that, you know, that uh, that higher power, if you will. But, um, and the one thing that really kind of jumped out at me, Right now, I think because of the, the, the space and, and the time that I'm in right now is that uh, we we move towards and become like that which we think about. Isn't it time to begin thinking about what we are thinking about? And that just blew me away just, just now. Like, I don't know why it hit me so hard, but I, I think, you know, a lot of it is because I'm actively trying to change my thinking. Like, like I have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression before and that those anxieties never really left and within the past few months or so man they were really kicking me in the ass you know like i don't know if you if you ever had those anxious feelings but like um constant or 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 i don't want to say chronic but man they're just and with my mind i just keep going and going and going and i just make things worse on myself and it's crazy too because one of the things I learned was that, uh, you know, trying to tell yourself, "Oh, I can't think these thoughts. Oh, I need to stop thinking." That just makes it worse. And so, like, I'm really actively trying to be mindful of my thoughts, and you know, become aware of what I'm thinking about. You know, I need to start thinking about what I'm thinking about, and how to challenge that. And uh, the one thing I I I, I was told that not to like I guess grit your teeth and try to stop negative thoughts by sheer force of will because anything you push on is going to push back so they one of the things that I heard was that rather than do that you you can just acknowledge them right and be at peace with them and then just let them go not to attach right not to attach and I think that's another one of my my biggest things um, that I realized lately is my attachment to things. Like I really, really get attached to them. And then, you know, uh, we talked about this before about, you know, Randy's always saying, you know, to cast it out, cast it to God, you know, give it to God. You really got to cast it. 
But I I think it's hard for me because I'm so attached to certain stuff, man. And all of it's negative, dude. Like, I get, fuck, I get so into overthinking and trying to solve the, my problems in my own intellect. And it just, it's just pointless. But uh, anyway, that's kind of what I got out of it right off the bat. Um, what did you, what did, what were, what are some of your thoughts? Oh, those were a bunch of good points and opened my eyes even more too, because like step two, I know like, what was it? Step two was hope that word. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> right. When I closed the book too. But, uh, yeah, just those steps and how <clears throat> when I teach that to my my group, I like to always give my perspective from it. Yeah, it was hope. Yeah, and I, I like to talk about how all of these 12 steps, they have a meaning and how they almost are similar to the AA steps. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, like having those steps, but it has that Native American um, approach with it, and that's what a lot of people in – and treatment like about that um the red road to sobriety because it has um it kind of clicks with them you know how people are upbringing and some people they don't agree with AA or NA some people do it just everyone's recovery is different in that sobriety book a lot of uh even non Native Americans like it too just because it has that like identity and that that direction with it but um yeah like having that connect all those steps have that uh. Con- connectiveness and how they all kind of play with play with one step one goes step two goes and then so on and how they work with each other yeah the steps and that's how sometimes i get caught up with life and i think anxiety is like um we're all human and it it does kind of eat at us when you give it more power how for me it, it's funny because like in huge places like um basketball game or at a walmart or just anywhere with a lot of people and like when you try to really push it and not think about that stuff and then when you start to give it power it just kind of takes over and you're like you're just like stuck physically and mentally you're just like every your mind's going 100 miles per hour and you're just like in your shell your body's your shell and they don't see it but your mind's just like freaking out so yeah just Things like that can really make a huge difference on us and how being in recovery can, being in recovery, you could understand it more with the Wild Bri- the Red Road to Wild book. And I like how step two has that hope because for me, hope was that little light in me that in my addictions, that light was probably dim to, to no light. That's how I like to look at hope. And hope is just something we all everyone needs in order to keep going and whether they want to to reach their goals or even in recovery and i know hope can mean a lot of things but for me it it means everyone has that light in their soul and when they have they have a little dim of hope i think there's just a that that could take you really far and seeing that hope uh having that light in your soul can really keep keep you going in recovery and as it gets brighter and brighter like your hope you just become more hopeful and you, you pray. And I, I like how that mixes up with the prayers too. And of course it's always good to have that hope because if you don't have hope, it's just kind of, I don't want to say impossible, but it, it's more challenging because it's part of who you are and what, what you want to do with your life. You have, you have to be hopeful for 
good times to come and bad times to not last long. You have to have hope to be better for yourself and to reach your goals, whether it's short-term or long-term. Yeah. So that's what I, I like about the steps. I really like that Wellbriety book as well. Yeah, that um, I remember you mentioning something about, you know, uh, being anxious at Walmart when I ran into you over there. Was it Christmas time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you're doing your last-minute last, last minute shopping. But, um, yeah, that, man, it's because we, we know what it's like to be hopeless, like, and what that 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 feeling is like. And then there's other times, too, when I, I, I realized, man, I, like hope is all I had at the time. It seemed like that's all I had or, you know, um, um, so, so just that little bit of something to grab onto, just that little bit of a, a, a finger hold, you know, that, that hope. And then, like, like you said, man, as time goes on and, and, you're, and you're working this thing, that it grows. It grows and you start, you know, that light begins to get brighter and brighter. Um, I thought that was pretty cool how you shared that because I, I mean, like I said, sometimes that's all you got until, you know, I mean, you know, one thing that it did say too, is like, you, you got to do the work. You have to do the work. Once you start doing that, that light, you know, gets brighter and brighter and then you have, you know, more hope, more hope. Okay. Well, I made it through this. Now I can do the next thing. And, And then, uh, and for me, like, man, I think it really built up um, that resilience because, like, you know, looking back, okay, so th- there were times in my life where, like, oh, man, this is catastrophic. This happened to me, and I don't think I'm going to make it through this, and what am I going to do? And letting the anxieties take over and then realizing, you know, looking back, like, man, I made it through that pretty – it wasn't fun. I mean, by any means, none of that, none of that shit was fun, but – at the same time, you know, like realizing, okay, what was it that got me through that in that moment? And it was that hope. It was that hope for tomorrow rather than, uh, even though I was, you know, even though I always tried to predict the future with my negative thoughts or, you know, like, oh man, catastrophizing everything, like oh, something terrible is going to happen. Worst case scenario, even though I was still doing that, I still realized that I had that little bit of hope. And it's such a powerful thing. It's like, hi, I get to say that word without those guys singing. It is a very powerful thing. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Remember, that's usually when yeah. they, like, yeah. power, wonder works in power, in the bud, in the bud, of the lamb, of the lamb. There, I did it for you. But <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, but, um, yeah, that hope, it, it, it's just like, because I know, I, man, I've been through some pretty dark times when I didn't think I had hope. But then I, I bet you, thinking back, if, if I was really going to dig deep, there had to be hope in there somewhere, even if it was just a pinprick of light. It had to. Otherwise, I mean, how would I have ever gotten through that? I don't know. Maybe, it, I mean, and again, going back to the original reading of Power Greater Than Ourselves, so I'd have to say that <clears throat> I didn't do it on my own conscious free will. I mean, if that was the case, or my own, you know, uh, willpower or whatever that, whatever you want to call it, because if that was the case, then I would have done it a lot sooner. Yep, that's true. Like how you said that too, like 
giving all that to God or your higher power or creator or whoever anyone prays to, like, because of course I didn't do it on my own because if I did, if I, I probably wouldn't even get this far. I probably wouldn't be here too. Like what you were saying with, if I knew a secret recipe or anything for this alcoholism to be cured, I would have did that a long time ago, but I know how hope even having the slightest little dim little crumb of hope that that's how we're I think we're both here today because and back then I was like I'm glad you introduced the opposite of hope too like hopelessness yeah because man there were times where I had no goals I had no motivation nothing I think the only thing like I was holding on for dear life was just a little bit of hope like this is not this is things are gonna get better I, I I know it and at the time, like you said, dark times, no motivation, hopelessness, laying hungover on a couch. Yeah. Oh, man, it's thinking it's your last day on earth. Like, one thing that scared the crap out of me, it's a little off topic, is leaving my children, like leaving people that loved you, people that you loved. Yeah. And thinking beyond that, like when you're hungover, your mind's just way out of, way out there, like thinking of your your death and how people are going to react like this guy died from his his drug or his like cirrhosis and i know it's sad to see people that did but like you can prevent that and i know it's it takes a lot of legwork too and of course hope is one of those foundations before even recovery like you have to have those principles of hope and you have to find that drive the motivation and just just those basic principles and i know it's hard you have to start with like from day one, you have to like find that hope in treatment centers or um, a professional counselor. Mental health can help you find those and to recognize them and look at those. But I know it's tough because we don't see it at the time how that little hope can turn into a snowball effect and, like I said, get brighter and brighter. As like you hit 60 days, you hit 90 days, you hit a, um, hit a year and you hit two years and it's just like that hope. But I know... Some days we have life, life happens too. And like, of course, we're trying to like, maybe, for example, build our credit or find a better place to live or like your like life, life um, stress. But I'd rather choose that life stress than that um, addiction stress with all the, that chaotic lifestyle of drinking and using and just like unnecessary problems pop off, you know, and yeah. like, but I would rather choose like the bills and life stress because that's part of being a responsible adult but and then I look back and I'm like oh I'd rather do like I'm I'm good where I'm at I could tackle this I'm sober I'm all right I got my hope I got hope and I always like to tell my clients like those 12 steps like I know we have to do them in order speaking of AA or wild variety but I think we do all those steps not in order but the longer in your recovery we make amends and we um First of all, we we admit that we're powerless, and then that's when the, all those steps kind of happen, like not in order. But I just like to explain it like that, and some people it opens their eyes because we really do all those steps, but not in order. But yeah, at, and at some point in some form, right? Yep. So yeah, and you know, you you brought something up too when you're talking about uh, you know not being there for your children and whatnot. But um, man, like uh. What I the, I don't know why I went this way, and it's kind of a shitty thing to have for me to admit because I don't like it. But 
like even feeling hopeless with like my my kids and my my parents and those people are right there loving me supporting me and wanting me to be better but i still felt hopeless like and i think that that part of that is uh is um the mental state you know that that all that depression and and, and anxiety that using uh drugs and alcohol will cause and also you know um the idea of you know getting this thought stuck in my mind like man like i i'm not good i'm not a good person i'm not a good dad i'm not a good son brother friend you know community member you know all those things like just beating myself up so even though and i oh man I, it's this is a hard thing to, for me to admit but even though i had my children my loved ones right there like from me to you i mean even closer than that giving me hugs and stuff and showing me their love like i could not that was not something i could grasp onto because i think it you know it was my self image and my 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 idea of self worth but um yeah and it uh so that kind of bring brought me to brings me to my next thought and i just want to get your take on it is that uh you know, I, they, they always tell us, you know, you, you got to do it for you. If you're not good to you, then you can't be good for anybody else, right? But for me, I know when I first started, and I didn't kind of, I guess I didn't really realize this until later on and after further reflection, was that when I made that choice, like, okay, I got to stop doing all these things because I'm hurting my family, because I'm hurting my kids. I'm, I'm, I'm just tearing them apart. And so I guess in the, in the beginning, I was not, I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it so I could stop hurting them. And then it was later on and I realized that self-love, starting to accept myself, starting to, you know, uh, forgive myself. And, and, you know, sometimes I, I mean, I still have to do that every day. Like I, I like I have to tell myself, I forgive you for, for that. Right. But I just wanted to get your take on that whole idea of, um, you know, why, you know, the why, uh, as you know, cause so many people will try to, they seem like they tried to hammer it into my head that, oh, you got to do it for you first, but I couldn't do anything for myself. I mean, I didn't even like me. I, mm. you know, I didn't see myself as worthy of doing something for me. If that made any sense anyway. But yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that little aspect of it. That's that's interesting that you brought that up. That's a really good point too, because <clears throat> that's what I got. Um, my mom kind of uh, caught me off guard, and she set me straight when she said that. Because um, I, all the time I I said when I was in recovery ever since day one, and I'm doing this for my my kids, my girlfriend, my grandpa, and for I'm doing this for you, mom. And she was like, "Okay, but you got to do it for yourself." I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you, you, you're, yeah, that's good. You're doing it for us, but you, you got to do this for yourself. You got to, because you're the one that's, you're the one that's in recovery. And, um, I was really thinking about that and I was like, man, she, you do got a point, but that I was thinking like that, like how you were saying, JC, like, I, I don't even feel worthy enough for even to think of, to do anything for myself. Cause I wasn't even being good to myself wasn't having good self-talk i wasn't really dressing dressing like proper like nice or well-groomed and i was just like 
I, I really had to do, reevaluate myself and I was like thinking, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to, I'm going to change things and I'm going to motivate myself and tell them like, especially for example, like a Monday, everybody dreads Mondays, right? Yeah. So what I would do was I would self-talk. I'd be like, all right, it's Monday. Let's do this. And I have my coffee and I'll be like, this is all talking to myself too. play my favorite music on my car. And have a good day. Think and have that Friday mindset, you know. Like, all right, I'm gonna knock Friday. I'm gonna knock it out. Let's do this. And like, I noticed when I did that, the day went by quick, and I had a pretty a better attitude and a better mentality. And I was just like, man, today's going by quick. And then like, I I was practicing that myself, but I kind of went off topic, like how talking better to myself and i do have to do that sometimes too like go in the mirror after brushing your teeth and be like all right you're sober all right you're doing good you you, you did this and you did that and kind of self-reflect on myself and tell on how my strengths and things i need to work on and things like that and i never did that i never did that in, in my addictions and stuff i would yeah. mask it and i'd be down on myself all the time and i'll be like drinking and numb it i'll be like all right let's drink i got a bottle let's do this and and i wouldn't even have no connection with my religion no hope and i would um talk down on myself wouldn't take care of myself be be binging it wearing the same clothes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah no self-respect on my no self-respect or respect around with others and yeah things like that I, i'm glad you brought that up because my mom set me straight and here i started to change my thinking and like the way I was, my old mentality and my addictions, I was like, man, if I want to change, I, I really have to change the way I think and the way I t- talk to myself. And I like to read, I started reading books. There was this uh, actor called Russell Brand. Yeah. he's in, It's cool. He's in recovery and he has a book and I got it at Barnes and Noble and it's funny because he cusses on there and he tells it kind of how it is. And so I re- started reading books, kind of feeding my brain and started to do like better, especially for example, going back to school, you really need, there's days where you're not going to have motivation, and you have to find it somewhere within yourself to to have that motivation and a lot of positive self talk too. I like to use school as an example because, man, that was a huge accomplishment. But there were so many times I wanted to give up too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. especially I think I I remember like I thought I had too much on my plate, but remember how people when they're in recovery they kind of overdo it i'm like all right i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do this yeah it's kind of taking on a little too much yeah and i thought i was doing that but i was like i started off with some easy classes and so like that hope built up and that that um confidence built up after i passed my first semester and started taking on a little bit more harder classes but that that could be a good example on how like to find motivation in yourself and self-talk too and like come some days you're like fuck i'm a dumbass or like fuck i can't get this i like fuck school man i'm like fuck this like, <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm like all right I got then after i have my little fit i go back and open my laptop and i go get my books and i right, let's give it another shot and i'm like i i had that mo- mentality to not give up to like keep going like all right we reached this problem let's go let's work through this like there was a summer class i got a c and a d uh-huh. And I was, I was, I could have been down, self pity, or like sad and like gave up. But I was, I talked to my advisor and I, was, I just told him straight up, "Hey, I got a C and a D. What should we do? Can we, can we move forward? What's what's going on?" And he said, "The C is good, but the D, I'll find a class for you to retake." And that was it. I could have like made a big old deal and like 
gave up but he like he, real quick like he figured it out and i was like i had to take on a little bit more credits my last semester but that that d wasn't passable of course so he found a class that would make up for that yeah but yeah i just kind of used the school as an example but i know like self-talk and looking at ourselves there's a whole difference like from our using selves to our recovery selves oh, and like, yeah there's you could ask anybody even myself i'm glad you asked that because i never talked about that before uh-huh. like how we talk to ourselves and uh-huh. how we talk about like how we view ourselves too especially when we're around people big old gathering like always thinking how do i look and what what oh my god they're judging me they're looking at me and stuff like that i'm just like we could give it power if we want to and if you do that it's just like it builds and builds and builds and then you just want to get the hell out of that that area and leave because you're like you're just freaking out and then there's the other where other way around which i've been using a lot is like to not give it power because if you do it'll build and build but there are times i catch myself and thinking uh everybody thinking i could read their minds and i can and i'm thinking awful things awful things and and i'm just like oh just chill george chill out george you're gonna be all right and this is good you're good what, what do you hear oh you gotta get milk you gotta get bread thinking of a grocery store you know yeah. thinking of uh, other things other than those thoughts those because i know as an addict's brain we have so fucked up thoughts as an addict and we could go deep and deep but of course we could use that and it's hard to find positive thoughts because we're so stuck on that negative side of it and i know it's it, it we do end up finding positive things about ourselves and in our lives too but it's it takes recovery to to find that yeah and um and so there's that term for that you know like thought switching like i'm going to switch from you know catastrophizing anxious thoughts um to okay what do i need at the grocery store and then to focus on that and and you know um so you can switch and then uh, something my therapist told me was like to just say stop. Like you can say that out loud or in your mind, just say stop. And then kind of, I guess, be mindful of the present moment, like right now. And, you know, and that really helped me a lot, you know, because I, you know, start getting anxious and I start having this negative self-talk. And like, so I just say stop. And then like uh, there's that one, uh, five things you can see, four things you can hear three things you can feel, you know, something, two things you can smell and, you know, um, the five senses, but really all that's doing is just taking your attention away from that negative stuff. Yep. And so those are kind of, and there's a few other uh, little mind tricks that you can do, but yeah, I, I mean, I just wanted to ask that, that original question as to, you know, why we would start because it's so hard to do anything for yourself. Like you, you, I mean, I was in the same boat. Like I wasn't taking care of myself, wasn't eating right, you know, personal hygiene, all that other stuff. And I think that, and that too, like on, you know, on a, on a, one of those levels, whether it was conscious or subconscious, like that had an effect too. Like I, I, I'm no good, so I'm not taking care of myself, and I'm not taking care of myself, so I don't look good. If I don't look good, then a ah, proof right there must not be good, right? So this man, it's just this never-ending cycle of negativity. But um, like I, I, and there might be people who who uh, disagree with me, but for me, I think it's okay when 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 I was starting out, it was okay for me to say, okay, I can get outside myself to at least get me on that road. 
right? Because that's how I, that's how, that's what I did. Based, that's exactly what I did. And that's what worked for me at the beginning was I can't do anything for me. So I'll do it for my kids. I'll do it for my, my parents. I'll do it for my family, my community, my people as a whole. Because the flip side of that was I was just part of the problems that we, that we see every day. I was just one more piece of that puzzle, that negative puzzle. And so like, okay, if I can get outside myself for a minute. And then as you go along, then, you know, you get some time under your belt. And then, like you said, you, your mom sets you straight. And then that's when you realize, okay, no, so I really do have to start working on me and my self-image. Um, for me, I just don't think it's a problem to say at the beginning, I can't do this for me, so I'm going to do it for somebody else. And at least you're on the ride now. At least I was, you know, going down that right path. But, um, and I don't know what that has to do with any of this topic, but hey, that's what we do, man. We just say what we're feeling and we're feeling what we're saying. Yeah. And that's cool how you said that, uh, kind of really blew my mind because you're on the ride and you're going but then it once you're on the ride it takes time though but i think that's what i did when i first started school because what motivated was when my grandpa passed away that was my motive to go 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 to school get this and that and here like halfway through school and i was like i think i was slowly transitioning to doing it myself but in the beginning i was doing it for these guys that were that cared about me there was only a few selective people that i really care about in my life that are close to my heart and it yeah it was tough that time when he passed away because he wanted me to go back to school and better myself and quit my drinking and everything and at the time I was like you know what I'm gonna do one more thing for him I know he's gone but I'm gonna do this for him and that's what I did but at the time I was doing it for someone else and at least I was on the ride like what you said I was good to go yeah and and um after you repeated that on the ride it's like remember like when we were kids and uh, I used to hate carnival rides, dude. Man, I still do. I do not do the not not them ones that flip around, spin around. I used to hate those. But I remember in high school, when I was in uh, Arizona, we they had a carnival, and we went. We me and my buddy went and checked it out, and we saw a lot of our classmates there. You know, so you're what fifteen, sixteen years old, and you're trying to be cool, and hey, let's go get on that ride, and you know all the guys and you know girls and they would all be in line for this big scary ride and i'd be thinking oh man i'd be scared shitless standing in line standing in line but i didn't want to look you know like oh man this guy's scared of the 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 merry-go-round or whatever i don't know one of those rides so i would do it because i you know i would do it for them i would do it for their benefit but i'd be then i would get off and i would say oh that wasn't too bad and then oh man they'd take me to another one and I start that whole cycle all over again. Like, man, I hate this, but you know, I kept doing it for other people. And then, you know, I mean, I don't know if the analogy is true to what we're talking about, but I guess at the end of the day, I realized, you know, that wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you got on. It wasn't because I wanted to, and it wasn't because I was feeling it, but it was because, you know, man, if I don't, you know, then, you know, it was like an outside motivation, basically. Yep. So I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> Here's a good one. I don't know if you, uh, you ever see those little um, roller coasters. And they're for little kids, dude. They just barely go in a little circle and they kind of go up and then go down. And It's probably maybe the, the circle ain't no bigger than this room. I remember when we were little kids, man, uh, my older brother and my older sister, they put me on there and I freaked out, dude. I was like sitting next to this little kid and every time we go by the guy that's running it, I stop. 
And I was trying to lay down on the, you know, where you put your feet, dude. And yeah. <laughs> I looked up and, man, dude, I don't know how many times I can say this, but I looked up to my brother's sister and, and they're about five, six years older than me and no support whatsoever. They were just sitting there laughing. I mean, their faces were just beat red and they were laughing and pointing. And, man, I never heard the end of it for a long time, <laughs> Uh, but I I couldn't handle it. Like I just freaked out on that little tiny roller coaster. But oh man, um yeah. So anyway, uh, we got Randy and Josiah's take. Let's let's hear that, and then we'll uh, after that we'll give a we'll it'll probably you know start lighting some more fires in there. But we'll uh, listen to Randy and Josiah's take right now. So here it is. All right, this is Mo Hugs Not Drugs, and I'm accompanied with the Pod Gotti. Uh, we're both out of town this week, so we're recording a little bit earlier during the week. And as we're touching on, as we're keeping with tradition, um, it is the first episode of the second month, so we're going to be uh, concentrating on step two. Well, Bridie, step two, uh, which is hope, and I'm just going to read it here, and then we'll pop off here. So it says, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could help us regain control. Um, And the kind of premise, I guess the theme of step two is hope. And as I read this and like think, think back, you know, back into that early stages of recovery, um, hope was huge. Uh, Got a lot of hope through just people sharing their experience, strength and hope. You know, just telling their story to me or man, I fell in love with uh, speaker meetings. Yeah. Man, I would go to like two or three, at least two speaker meetings a week on top of the regular AA, PAR, and NA meetings I was going to, I would go to speaker meetings because I just love hearing people's yeah. stories and uh, part of me like kind of like to hear like all the fucked up shit they did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, they really did that. They don't even look like that type of person. <laughs> and so, like, I fell in love with speaker meetings, and uh, one of my one of the ones I was real dedicated to was the downtowner. So it was 10 a.m. on Sundays, and like, just get it out the way, you know, get yeah. up, get some coffee, head down there, listen to a story, get some more coffee, and they always had donuts too. So I really like that. Um, but anyway, so listening to them, listening to them tell their stories and how they how they struggle with addiction, how they got to recovery, and then how they do it today, man. I was, like, really inspiring to me. And, man, even today, man, I was just, like, we just had this speaker meeting this past Sunday with her way to go talking circle, and, man, I loved every moment of it. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, man, this is cool. I mean, to see that many people come out, too, and then just for um, Feline to share her story. You know, she shared her story here on the podcast, but I felt like she shared a different version you know, an updated version, like kind of like a new mind, a different like perspective on the whole story. And I was just like, whoa, like she really didn't go into war stories or anything like that. Like she did previously. And other times I told, heard her told her story, but it was more like an educational piece. Like she was up there preaching. Yeah, bro. She was preaching. And I was just like, wow, this is pretty cool. And she was serious and like kind of mad dogging everybody through the whole thing. And I was like, man, it was good, cool to see, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, no, just that hope, man. Just like that's what we're commissioned to do, you know, share our experience, strength, and hope. And it's just like a little simple thing that we can do. And that, um, so going back to the 
uh, kind of re- went away from step two. So like we came to believe. Yep. Man, that's so strong. That's so powerful to me because that reminds me there was a time I didn't believe. I didn't believe. I lost faith. I like, I you know, I shared it on here before where I didn't, I didn't have any belief in God. Yes. At some level. Uh, maybe more surface kind of level, just like I would say it all the time. Man, man, there ain't no God. We're all here by accident. Big Bang Theory. There's all these stars and planets and stuff. Like, that's all an accident. You know, and I'd be talking like this, especially when I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> preaching that um, evolution gospel. <laughs> and uh, no, so that's all I was. But and it, it was kind of a, I mean, to me, for me right now, looking back on that time, in my life, it was uh, very, man, I, I was pitiful. Yeah. Man, I was pitiful. Like, And part of me thinks back on my old self, like, um, pitiful, kind of pathetic. Yeah. You know, just in that mind state that I was in. And, like, because today, like, 100%, like, I do believe that there is a God. Mm-hmm. Like, a God deal. My higher power is Jewin the Kazush and Yeshua Hamashiach. Yes. My higher power in that 100%. Nothing can, you know, steer me away from that. And so, so that's the mindset I look at back on myself. And I was like, man, I was pretty, like the crow word, I was chasing addicts. Yeah. And like just really pitiful and kind of pathetic. Yeah. You know? Can't uh-huh. really, I mean, I was just kind of spinning my wheels and. I was just like a poor soul. Anyway, I'll toss it over to you from there. It's funny. You remind me of, uh, so my cousin, he, he's not here anymore, but like he has a, a, he has a son and he would call me and he'd be like, Randy Chase got a, <laughs> cause he's blackfeet, you know, oh, and yeah. he, he, not, he didn't really speak crow, but he, yeah. that was one of the words he thought of. <laughs> Randy Chase <laughs> but like when you think about it like i feel like even like in the addiction that's really what it is like we were the complete opposite of step two which was no hope yeah i was i was similar to what you were saying too like man i didn't have no hope i didn't have like i didn't desire a relationship with god i didn't want to know god i all my pain all my shortcomings like came from god you know like mm, yeah. but i never took time out of my day to even make him a part of my day yeah um but I could blame him for all my hurt, all my pain, everything that was sucky about the situation. He got all the blame. Um, but it's like, man, the, the, like the word believe, right? Like it says to accept something as true, to feel sure of the truth of. And when, when I read step two, it says we came to believe. We came to be assured. Like we, we came to accept something as true. Um, but I feel like, like in my addiction, that's really like where I was, man. Like I didn't have hope. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I always felt like things would never get better. But then when I, when I think about things now, I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for that season because what it, what Mm -hmm. it allowed me to do was rely on something greater than myself. You know, I, I don't really, I'm not, I don't feed into that saying of it's super popular, but it's like, God will never give you anything more than you can handle. Yes, sir. And I'll say, man, that's a lie. 
That is a lie, yo. Like, and the reason, and and the reason why I say that is like in my experience, right? No, no, yeah, yeah, I feel like, man, we get burdened with so much that we have no choice but to rely on the power that's greater than ourselves. I like that. You know, in order to regain control, like, man, like now, like picturing, like smelling that jail cell, man, I was grateful that I was there. There was a part of me that I didn't want to be there, but then it, it sucked. But then at the same time, like, man, yeah. I'm here, but I'm glad it's over now. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And then coming out and then, like, coming out of <laughs> coming out of jail, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then going to treatment and, and man, I'm coming up on, uh, bro, Thursday will be nine years. Is it Thursday? Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I. Tonight. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, man, I, I kind of thought about it because, like, man, I'm, I'm so grateful for you because you were the one that taught me, like, the importance of commemorating those days. Mm, because yeah. before, like, we, we connected on a deeper level, bro, like, before we started the pod, like, I didn't really pay attention to the milestone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I guess one of the things that I'm learning lately is to celebrate the wins no matter how small. For sure. You know, and that's one way that we can keep the hope because there's something throughout every day that we can be thankful for. Yeah. And, um, but it's like, man, I downloaded with that, with all that being said, I, you know, I was thinking about the pod today and I downloaded the time thing. I'm like, oh, I remember one of my friends had that and I threw it in the app store thing. Then I found one and it's like eight years, 11 months and 28 days. Yeah, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, man, like, it, it just kind of made me appreciate everything. And just where I'm at in life now, like, man, it made me appreciate it. And, and I'm so thankful that I came to the realization that there is something out there that's greater than me. Because when I had power of my life, man, it didn't go nowhere. Yep. And just in these eight years, almost nine, bro, like, we've accomplished so much more. Like, my daughter and myself. You know, the reason why we're not going to be here tomorrow is is a big occasion for us. Yeah. You know, like she's going, uh, she won silver gloves in 22, won the summer festival last summer. And then now she's going for her third one or or her second silver glove title. And it's just like, man, all this would not have been possible had I not came to that realization. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm tired of living life the way that I'm living up to this point. I'm tired, like whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But even even the doors that are opening now, the rooms that we're entering now, like man, it's all because of a decision that was made eight and nine years ago. For sure. No matter how hard life gets, no matter how much it sucks, I'm not going to go back to the bottle. No matter how much it, uh, how trying times may be, I'm not going to go back to that needle. Mm-hmm. You know, and and mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like that's where my mind goes with this, because it allowed me to regain what little control I have over situations and circumstances. Yeah. But it allows me to regain control of the things that I can have power over, which is myself. For sure. For sure. Like we can't control anything else, anybody else, but what we can control is ourselves. Yep, definitely. And for me in that, there, there's liberty. Yeah. There's liberty in that knowing that the only person I can control is me. I just said Mo Hugs. Mo Hugs, not drugs, is the only one I can control. <laughs> Uh, because like prior to the red road, prior to recovery, man, I wanted to be in control. Yes. I wanted to control like the situation, the circumstances, the conversation, the joke. You know, I was like, why aren't you laughing? That was funny. <laughs> oh, you mad know? they don't <laughs> laugh. <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean, so in for me, you know, that in that is like liberty because even in like difficult situations, you know, I find that through counseling and uh, mentor mentorship and um, sponsorship that I received, like when I'm faced with a difficult situation, they all pointed me to that alone, that one fact that the only thing I got control over is my me, my own actions. Yeah. So when faced with this, with something difficult, I have a decision to make. How can I make this better? Or how can I make this worse? Yeah. And it's like real simple thing. Yeah. That I never knew before. <laughs> you know, and like, and another thing, like on another note, I, was, I was just came from a conversation where I told an individual like coping skills and like healthy coping skills was something I lacked for the first 32 years of my life. And I told him that I didn't know that when I got pissed off, that I didn't have to go and cuss that person out. <laughs> oh, come on. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because that's all I ever did. Yeah. And then when I got to the red road and they're like, these, there's these other options. There's a million other options that I could do. I was like, whoa, what the hell have I been doing? <laughs> you know, I've been, I've, I've been a very toxic person up to this yeah. point. You know, and so just that knowledge of that, there's a lot of liberty in like, what I find like a belief that something greater than me can help me get back in control. That's a real simple thing. And what I find in my walk is that God's in the simple. Yeah. Like in the simple things. I'm pissed off. Go grab a piece of paper and a pen and journal. Write about it. Yeah. It's a real simple thing. To it do. really is. But when you do it, it's like, whew, wow, I got everything out. On this piece of paper, nobody got hurt. Nobody got offended. I didn't cuss anybody out. You know, there's no hurt feelings. And I express myself in a healthy way. Yeah. And then I can crumple that paper up and throw it away. Nobody has to see it. Ever. Yeah. You know? So God's in the simple. Man, no, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that because it's like, man, like the power of journaling. And I know I shared it on the last week's podcast, but like, there was a situation that I was going through and then I wrote that thing. And then my, the way I ended that journal entry for that day was like, man, I'm thankful for you journal because <laughs> <laughs> nobody's feelings got hurt. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, nobody's yeah, yeah. because I feel like I've always made situations worse by either cussing somebody out or telling <laughs> how I really feel. <laughs> when keeping it real goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, bro. Lost jobs, lost like friendships, like, you know what I mean? But it's like, man, the power of like journaling is crazy because it's like, man, that's another thing, especially like natives, man. We have to utilize that because that stuff has to come out in oh. some way, shape or form. Has to. It has to. It's going. It's kind of like a, a pop bottle being shook up. Yeah. You know, it, it's similar to that or like a pop can in, in a cold temperature, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. we all know that, man. Like. You know, things bust, they they expand, and then they freaking boom, yeah. you know? It's like me on the three-point line. You know <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bust. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, man. And it's going to come out. And a lot of times it's, and, and I'm guilty of it. I'm so guilty of it, of like taking things that I'm frustrated on and freaking projecting it onto other people. Oh, man. And I've been so toxic, like, bro, like, but once I found journaling and, and like the self-help, like, man, like 
exercising. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. man, like, bro, like, I've just been on a different level, and I can't, sometimes, like, even lately, bro, like, I, I have a hard time believing, like, man, Randy, look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, kind of, yeah. you know, big up myself a little bit. For, like, For sure. Man, I'm proud of you, man. Like, look at that. Oh, yeah, man. You Take- handsome little devil. <laughs> you <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> Take stock in how far you've come. Yeah, man. Those are little wins. But, man, I'm, you know, I'm thankful that I found hope and thankful that I realized, like, hey, my life was not my own, but I submit it to you and I give it to you, man. Use me how you see fit. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that, that that's powerful. And, like, so initially, like, for me, like, we got, like, five minutes left. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it was it was a process. When I first got to recovery, I first got started walking the red road. Others were sharing their experience, strength, and hope, and it sparked hope in me. But then it was like two and a half years before I got like fully like, okay, God, you're up, you're there. Yes. And I believe in you, and I believe that you are real and 100% in my life. And it took a while. Yes. Because I spent so many years lying to myself, and like that faith was like broken. Mm-hmm. Um. And I took that as I didn't have any faith, but it was just broken. Yes. And there had to be a lot of healing that had to take place. I had to do a lot of work on myself. Um, but it was just like, but since that day, like I've never doubted God. Yes. You know, I pray and I talk to God daily. And there's never like, oh, oh I wonder if he, he heard me. Yeah. There's never that. Yeah. It's always just like faith. All right. I did my part. It's in your hands. About it, dear. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, even in that, man, there's power. Yeah. Yeah. We should have sang that song. Did no, <laughs> <laughs> we sing it for JC? He's probably, he's probably like, how come they get to say it? <laughs> Let's sing it real quick then. Power, power, wonder working power in the blood. In the blood. Of the land. Of the land. Hey. hey. That one's for you, JC. And George. Yeah, JC and George. At George, George, George. Going to be joining JC. Um, any closing words on step two? Nah, man, I think we killed that there, bro. Yeah. I, I, now it's time to beat the dead horse. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to read it one more time and then just have my closing thoughts on it. So oh, where did it go? Um, so it says, we, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could help us regain control. And that control... It's just control of yourself, yes. not control of your drinking. We can never dr- drink controlledly. We can't ever use controlledly. So let those thoughts go. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, just like, just know that that's all you got to do is like control your own actions. Um, and that reminds me too, like your, your first thought um, you're not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for your first action. Yes. That's been liberating for me too, because my first thought isn't always good. The best, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, same here, man. Right on. So you good? Yeah, I'm good. Hey, give a shout out to everybody, and then I'll close out. Man, thank you guys for listening, man. We really love you. We appreciate you. I still trip out that this is episode 171. Thank you to all the partners. Thank you to all our listeners. Um, thank you to everybody that's a part of our team. Yes, sir. Um, and, and I really am thankful for like step two, man. Coming to hope, I guess my last thought, my final thought with that is like, I'm grateful for the people that are able to benefit from our yes. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. And that just more fuel to our fire. So reach out, send us those testimonials, send us a shout outs on, um, on uh, social media platforms. Right? We love to read those. Yes. Um, even if you don't like our podcast, man, let us know. Yes. Uh, we, we love critique. We'd love to see where we can improve. So yeah, send all that. Um, and this is Mohugs Not Drugs signing off, man, to all our listeners. We love you. We appreciate you, all our listeners under the firmament. And <laughs> to all our unspoken words disciples, keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Deuces. Okay. So <clears throat> I got a couple things to say. Well, I was going to say two things, but now there's three. Uh, first thing I want to say is. Uh, congratulations to our very own Pod Gotti on nine years today, baby. That's something, something to stand up and shout about right there. Congratulations, Randy B. in the place to be, the original Algerian nightmare. Uh, the second thing I was going to say is um, I was right. He did go to a boxing tournament. See, I, I know stuff. I know these things, man. I am like, I'm, I'm a genius. And the third thing I say, sadly, is that these sons of bitches, they heard me say it, and they sang that damn song. <laughs> I thought I got away with one, bro. I thought I could get away with one, but <laughs> anyway, when you when, when when they listen to this, they'll know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, man, they got, they, that was, those guys brought the fire. What can I say, man? They brought up a lot. You know what's, what I like about this is that they recorded this, what is it, yesterday, the day before, Tuesday, and they brought um, brought up a lot of the same points that you and I were talking about, but um, also, you know, um, bringing that fresh perspective too. like, man, I, you know, that's something that <clears throat> I agree with or, you know, something I didn't think about or whatever, but I, I really liked what Randy said about, uh, you know, God will never give you anything you can't handle. And that's a lot. <laughs> and I, and I think that, you know, man, I, 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 that's so true to me. That is so true because like I was telling you earlier, is like, man, there was that time and point where all I had was my higher power and my own thoughts. And so like that was all I had, all I could rely on. And uh, you know, speaking to that hope. But um what were your thoughts on you know, you got any thoughts on the things that they shared? Oh man, they kind of uh I love everyone's different feedback and we had similarities too, and I like how what Randy said really stuck up stuck with me too how how that saying goes with god doesn't give you anything you can manage and like man when in life it's just things get thrown at you and when you're in the winter and the fall season when in the wild variety the seasons and man it's just you really have to grip down to your to what helps you in your recovery but yeah like wouldn't agree with that but it's funny how it, in a way it kind of makes sense though too because when we give our our um everything to a, a higher power and and then that, that hope kind of stands out too. And then, it, like I said, it builds up. And what Josiah was saying too, how before when you're going into those um, wide ego talking circles, like you do want to hear what they have to say. And I had to say that the same thing for AA meetings. Like the, I used to go to the West Senders, and some people's problems would make my problems a little bit tinier in a way. And I'd be like, okay. It's not too bad. And then there's just some things I need to hear that really help me. And I, it sticks with me and I keep it, keep it with me in my recovery. But it's funny. I just want to see how some people, how fucked up they are. And it's, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> 
And there's some things that even make me At feel fucked up. At least I'm not up. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this Wild Variety book, I really like teaching it because I got a lot out of it and it helps me in my recovery too. Um, yeah, just having that Native American spice to it, to the side of it, this, yeah. Yeah, and and for me, you know, I've said this before, is that um, like it was our 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 cultural, our our traditional culture, our spiritual beliefs, you know, things like that that I really latched onto early on and continue to practice today, because that's I mean that's who I am. That's who you know God created me to be. You know, if He wanted me to be uh, somebody else, He would have let me grow up. You know like a Kardashian or whatever. I don't know, you know, something like that. But he made me an Indian and he put me on the res and, you know, and, and so that, that all that stuff is in our DNA and, you know, to be connected to that. um, We, we, we say this a lot because of uh, the well variety conference that we went to and they gave out free shirts, but on the shirts, it says the opposite addiction is connection. And that's so true for me because, you know, connecting to who I am, you know, that true inner spirit. And so, yeah, I I definitely have to um, have to say that everything that I've done up to this point has always been grounded in that 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 higher power. Because, I mean, there are so many times like even today where I just turn around and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can handle this. I need something. Give me something. And it's just uncanny how, um, I don't know what the, what the word would be for it, but it just these things just come into my life right when I need them. You know, and I'll stress and, you know, get anxious and overthink and catastrophize. And then when, and thinking, oh, there's no, you know, try, almost trying to go like back into that hopelessness, right? Like, oh, there's no hope. But then holding on to that higher power and, and understanding and believing, even though, you know, walking in faith regardless of how I feel, um, knowing that right at the right time, what I need for me in that situation, in that circumstance, in that time is going to show up. And it's not because of something that I did. Like we talked about it earlier. It's like, oh, man, if I could have did anything, I would have did it a long time ago. But the things that I was doing, like uh, I think it was Randy that said, you know, when I was in control, I didn't do so well. Or when I thought I was in control. And that, and that's, that kind of goes to another part of it, too, that uh, we really didn't touch too much on. It was like that idea of what we can, we can and can't control. And Josiah was saying, uh, you know, I can control me. And that's liberating, right? Like, so, I mean, it's just, yeah, they, they, they brought up a lot of good points. Um and they did manage to squeeze that damn song in. <laughs> even though, even though I got away, I thought I got away with saying that word. I I even said it a couple of times just because they weren't here. But no, I should have known. You know, it's funny because one thing that stuck out with Josiah said now that it's like digesting in my brain. Yeah, that we can be toxic as well, even in recovery. Like, I like even just the littlest things, like taking um like all that stress and build up or whatever and taking it home and taking it out on your family and they don't even deserve it. Yeah. Are people that are like good to you, like people in recovery and you're just like, where the hell is this coming from? It could be from other things like in your life, like at work or 
out outside at the gym or just somewhere and like it bothers you and you you take it out on someone else that didn't have nothing to do with it but yeah being that could happen too being toxic and being looking back then too even in our addictions we were toxic real toxic and it's crazy how looking at that and reevaluating and looking at ourselves it's pretty cool to look at ourselves and see like even just the the weaknesses and the toxicity and then the strengths too and it just it's like relearning ourselves relearning a lot about ourselves and how far we've come and i don't think any of us would be here if we i think this is fate we're all supposed to be here at the right time it's 2024 and we're on recovery but if we didn't choose recovery we would i would probably be in jail or in the ground yeah yeah definitely i i I mean, when I when I'm being honest with myself, I think I probably would have not made it this far, like literally not made it this far. Um, so I'm definitely. Uh, Randy was talking about like you know he was grateful for being incarcerated, and, and looking back, I mean I get it, I understand. Like it wasn't fun, didn't like it, and you know, but um, it it's I'm glad that. You know, because at the end of the day, like I, we made it through, like we made it through some of our toughest times. And I think for me, like at the beginning, like when you're still learning and you're just fresh off the, uh, fresh off of that, that negative ride, like we don't really, don't really have a grasp on things, but then, you know, it was that higher power that, okay, I'll get you through this because, you know, this is what I have and these are my plans for you. And I've always said the same thing, just a man, like what you just said, like I always said, this is divine. You know what I mean? Like the way these things all come together, the way we all met up, the you know, in this right place, this right time and the right kind of um, uh, point in our recovery. And we get to share all these things. We get to share our triumphs and our struggles um, in real time with people who are experiencing the same things. And so to me that that's, it's just, it's like a, it's a, it's a gift. It's like, it's like this gift that keeps on giving. And so I'm definitely grateful for Randy, Josiah, you, thank you for coming in this evening and helping me hold it down, dude. Like I would have, I probably would have went crazy and the, this episode would have reflected it. Oh, another thing I forgot to do is mention the episode number at the top of the hour. See, they, they shouldn't leave me alone like this. I just, you know, I just totally blew the whole thing. But uh, any closing thoughts on tonight's topic, step two? Real quick, um, before I forget, congratulations, Randy, on your nine years. That's fucking awesome. Uh, oh, fucking awesome. Motherfucking awesome. <laughs> We've been swearing a lot because Randy and Josiah aren't here. This, this, this is, we're going to call this the F word episode. No, not that bad. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, but uh, yeah, I was, I'm proud of you, Randy. You give me hope. And I would have never met Josiah if I never met Josiah. I would have never met JC or Randy. In my recovery, I met like 15, 20 people that are in recovery. And I'm so thankful for them because I have this corner. All you guys are in my corner. And I, when I need help, if you need help, we could help each other. And that's what I like about recovery. Not only do we, you, you said that word, connect not only do we reconnect with ourselves, we can we start to connect with other people that are sober, and we connect as 
big old network in this podcast and watching motivational videos on youtube or that's what i do and yeah, like start yeah. to read books and you just start to feed your brain and that was one of my closing thoughts and congratulations randy on your nine years that's a huge deal i love seeing people go up there and and it's crazy for me like for me four years and being in the year markers i'm like i didn't think that ever happened to me and seeing someone i know being nine years that's congratulations randy i'm happy for you 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 go and get your coin and you celebrate and be proud of yourself i'm proud of you uh oh this one's for you wherever you are oh all right man that was that was pretty good oh man i i you know what i like about um revisiting those is that like you said we get to well, first of all, to your point when you were saying, you know, we go through these steps, maybe not in order, but also um, to kind of rehash it and get that fresh perspective, like, because, you know, this is where we're at right now. And, you know, and the next time we talk about step two, it might be a little bit different and probably be a lot of the same words and stuff. But, you know, like I like to revisit these things because it, it just, you know, gives that fresh perspective on on the. Uh, I don't want to say the same old idea because that just sounds kind of like it's minimizing it. But, you know, fresh perspective on this particular topic. So uh, once again, I want to give you much props, much thanks for uh, being here with me this evening, Mr. Reed. Appreciate you for coming in. Yeah, and like I said, especially on short notice, um, holding it down with me while these guys are out. And thank you for bringing that fire, as Josiah likes to say. Uh Got a lot out of it, man. Every time I'm, you know, uh, I, I talk to somebody else in recovery, like such as yourself, I learn so much. I get so much. And I just want to thank you for your, your thoughts and your perspective on tonight's subject. Uh, you got anything you need that? You got anything burning is what I like to say. I just have to always say thank you for inviting me, JC, Randy, and Josiah. I'm always willing to come here, and I love talking about recovery not, it, there's a certain extent when it comes to war stories when you're trying to make a point, but I know that there you could go on and on. That could even cause a trigger or a craving. But anyway, I there's people that I just can't talk to recovery with because they don't understand it. And I love talking about that with you guys and chopping it up and analyzing every little single aspect of recovery because you get me, you get where I'm coming from, you know that pain and suffering and hopelessness, unmotivational, no hope, and I just... I'm just always glad to be here because when I leave here, I feel better. Like I feel better talking about it, and it kind of it helps me. And when you guys, when I, when we talk about it, we're helping each other, and that was the last thing I wanted to close it out with. Uh, oh, thank you, sir, and to all of our listeners out there, please hit that like, subscribe, uh, uh, whatever the buttons you are, those little heart things. Hey, I'm not a social media guy, but. You know, you can follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We are Unspoken Words. We have this website, weareunspokenwords.com. Um, you can hit us up on email. You know, uh, just so many different ways. You can get back to us. Like Josiah said, we want to hear anything and everything you have to say. You know, um, compliments or critiques, uh, any ideas for future topics. Um, anything like that. And if you could please follow us on Podbean, that would help us out a lot. But with that, we will sign off. To all our listeners on a very spherical earth in the middle of the universe, I will 
just have to say, please be kind to yourself and many a host. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for being a listener. A ho. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk.